The following content is rated explicit for language in adult situations. So listen with headphones. Or don't. We don't judge. Have you ever wished that your world had more magic? Or that your favorite character had survived? How about a full-length spinoff of your favorite childhood series? Then do we have a podcast for you? Hello, everyone. I'm Claire. And I'm Kat. And this is Fire Whiskey and Honey, the podcast about your favorite novel-length Potter fan fiction. The Dead of Time. Each episode, we read a chapter of this story. Which I try to remember from week to week. Try being the operative word. Without further ado, here's our recap of last week's chapter of The Dead of Time. Alright, Kat. So... When I was listening to an episode the other day, I realized that our pre-recorded in, uh, introduction usually ends with, without further ado, here is our recap of last week's chapter, and then it's usually like 10 minutes of us talking. So let's actually start with a recap this time. Okay. Do you remember what happened last week? Yeah, I took notes. Also, guys, for those of you who don't follow the Facebook group, which you should, because the Facebook group is a lot of fun. We do okay. This is starting early. We do talk about a lot of really fun stuff, and we also have started doing trivia on the weekends, which is a lot of fun. Also, I have started rereading the Harry Potter series, so I may make up my own trivia questions from the books, so that we are because last time we got kind of yelled at because we asked who was sorted first. And everybody's like, Hannah Abbott. And I was like, ooh, actually in the movies it was Hermione Granger. And everybody got like real, real mad. So, because it definitely goes like Hannah Abbott, Susan Bones, Terry Boot. And so it takes a while to get to like, you know, the rest of it. Also, I, this is going to sound really dumb. I don't remember the last time I read the entire series through. It may have been, like I've read a couple of chapters here and there. I've listened to a couple chapters here and there. But I think the last time I read the entire series from start to finish without like putting the book down and forgetting about it for a certain number of months, um, was probably when the seventh book came out. So I'm now remembering how fucking good these books are. <laughs> like, I know they're good. Like, logically, I know they're good, and I'm reading them. I'm like, God dang, these are good. Anyway. Kat, what happened last chapter? Okay, so... What happened was... Yes, what had happened was... Are you drinking out of your Hufflepuff? Ah, uh, I mean, your, I mean, your rage. Sorry, I have a Hufflepuff. Sorry. Mm. Sorry. Mm. Sorry. Yes, I am drinking out of my Ravenclaw. Shake that I bought Please. you. So, funny story. I know we said we weren't going to do 10 minutes to talk. We're going to do it anyway. I actually have two Ravenclaw shaker bottles because Kat got me one. And then that year for Christmas, my adopted little brother ironically called Padfoot. Actually now he has a child, so he's now Dadfoot. He got me one for Christmas, so I have two of them. So Jimmy stole one because he, my husband is also a Ravenclaw. <laughs> but yeah, that was also... The Christmas before was when William Sonoma released the Harry Potter stuff, and I had three separate people buy me the Ravenclaw spatulas, so I have three Ravenclaw spatulas. And I love the fact that everybody knows that if a big brand releases something Harry Potter, they should just buy me Ravenclaw shit. So, like, I love you guys. Anyway, Kat, what happened last chapter? <laughs> Sorry, my brain can't function still, and it's been hours. Anyway, um, so, Narcissa and Lucius had an engagement party. Boo. And I think I just called him Lucius and it's Lucius and I was watching Disney stuff the other day so I called him Lucius. Sorry. Incredibles. <laughs> sometimes I call him Lucius, sometimes I call him Lucius. It kind of depends on the mood. But whatever. Yeah. So then Narcissa, her sister showed up and then she... Which sister? I forget her name. Andromeda. There Not you. the batshit crazy one. Yeah, so she shows up and then starts some drama because her dad is all mad because she married someone that he doesn't consider acceptable, air quotes. And um, that starts... Crap. Yes, crap. Oh, no, sorry. <laughs> I put my earbuds down earlier, my very, very nice expensive earbuds. And luckily it was flat side down, not 
my uh, speaker side down, but uh, I accidentally put them down in my own cuisine. <laughs> oh so my they've God. got Alfredo sauce on them. <laughs> okay. How do you guys treat your multi-thousand dollar headphones? Hopefully better than I do. Oh my God. Also, for those of you who are not in that group chat, um, that Zoom chat, I did not spend thousands of dollars on headphones. Kat introduced me to somebody who gave them to me for free and Kat's still bitter she didn't get a pair. But that's besides the point. Okay. So, anyway, yes. so Maya, <laughs> pardon, Mrs. <gasps> I said her name correctly. So Maya. So yeah, so Maya, she misses uh, old Sirius, because now she's dealing with kid Sirius, but she kind of misses old Sirius, which I thought was cute. It's kind of like how, for a period of time, all of us were saying we miss the old Kanye, but that's besides the point. I just thought that was <laughs> funny. And then uh, there was a fight, and people got hurt, and then toward the end, there was something about playing pranks on each other. Yeah, so a little bit more detail. Um, Andromeda showed up at the uh, engagement party and Andromeda had been missing. And she shows up and she's like, yo, bro, I married uh, Ted Tonks, who is a muggle-born. And the family got real pissed off. And then her dad was like, no, 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 it's cool. We'll just pretend that marriage never happened and marry off to somebody appropriate. And Lucy's his dad, Abraxas, was like, I'll take her because she's a hot piece of ass. And Andromeda was like, joke's on you. I got a kid. And they were like, oh, no. And that's how Nymphadora came into living. So also remember, they're in their second year of Hogwarts. Tonks is an infant. We all know that in the future, Remus is going to marry Nymphadora. And so there is a 12 year age difference. So age difference is kind of like a running theme in Harry Potter that is canon. So for all of you who are like, oh my god, Hermione and Sirius are so far apart in age. Remember that fucking wizards live to be like 150. So age differences really aren't that big of a deal. Anyway. Yes, and, and also we both know people that are in age gap relationships and they're working out perfectly fine. So who stinking cares? Uh, hello, Catherine Zeta-Jones. Everybody was like, that's never gonna last. Uh, they're still together and super happy, even though he's getting, like, real old and decrepit. But, like, true love knows no age. And I do say that being married to somebody who's only seven weeks my senior, but that's fine. <laughs> yeah, and also, if you think about it, wizards are kind of, like, not aging. Like, Dumbledore, yes, he looks old, but he doesn't look... 150. Y- yeah. <laughs> Irregardlessly. And yes, I know that is making all of you cringe. I'm going to keep saying it to the point that you guys ask us to turn it into a sticker and it'll be great. Yeah, I was going to say, that's not a word, is it? <laughs> no, it's not. Jimmy says it and it makes it used to make me cringe so bad because the word is regardless. Irregardless is not a real thing because ear would mean without and regardless already means without. So like it's redundant. So and regardlessly, also the same thing. It like means adding the ly makes it mean the same thing that it already means, so it's redundant. So irregardlessly is like doubly redundant. But anyway, this has been the linguistics with Claire. Um, that should be a sticker too. <laughs> Claire's linguistic corner. Yes. <laughs> Next podcast, Claire's linguistic corner. <laughs> Yeesh. I mean, to be fair, I'm actually writing another podcast. I know, gasp. It has nothing to do with Harry Potter. It actually has to do with my global affairs major. And I will not be recording it until I have the entire thing written. And it's kind of heavy, actually. But if it ever gets off the ground, I have people who are very excited to listen to it. So, yay! Anyway, uh, (laughs) tangent. Reel back in. Anyway. The dead of time. Yes. Reel it in, cat. Reel it. Reel it. Yep. Lean back. Lean back and forward. Lean back and forward. Yep. Just like that. Oh my god. You can be... <laughs> now you're just... Now you're just doing weird shit with your hands. Whatever. <laughs> I already caught my first fish in January. Leave me alone. Oh my god. You live on an island. Also, for anybody playing Animal Cross... Oh my god. I'm having so much fun. Or Animal Crossing. Whatever. I've never played it before. It's a lot of fun. And that's also the other reason we haven't been recording more recently. is because I'm addicted to a video game. <laughs> I caught an oarfish. It is horrifying, but it's worth a lot of bells. So anyway, last chapter ended with, um, oh yeah, so 
I crashed the fight. We had the family fight, and then there was also the fight between the Gryffindors and the Slytherins, just because. Why not? Oh, it was because Snape... I don't think Snape called her a mudblood, Lily, but he didn't stand up for her when his friends called her a mudblood, and that's what the fight was about. And so Sirius got the piss beat out of him, and he refused to let Madame Pomfrey fix him. And so Maya was like, um, uh, I figured out how to cheer you up. And you said Regulus has been a prat. And he said prick. I said prick. Um, whatever. How would you like it if I helped you prank your brother? And he was like, oh my god, this is amazing. You want to prank with us, Maya? I'm so happy. And she goes, just this once and only because I think Regulus deserves it. And that's where we left off last chapter. So, without further ado, we will move on to chapter 27, The Marauder's Code. And they will read like this the rest no, of the chapter. No. <laughs> you sound like one of those like boring videos they used to show us in school. This is the dinosaur. <laughs> Actually, I was channeling uh, Billy Crystal from When Harry Met Sally. There's so much pepper on my paprikash. Oh my god. <sighs> I like that movie because of you. Because I only like that one part at the end where he tries to get her back. And he's like, when you find someone you want to spend the rest of your life with, you want the rest of your life to start as soon as possible. Whatever. <laughs> so good. By the way, if you want another tearjerker, I watched Onward the other day. Best Disney movie I have seen in a very, very long time. Dude, Shy is obsessed. Highly recommend. So, like, I was looking for it on Disney Plus and I didn't see it. It's there. I, it. I know it's there. Because I got a password. Oh, I'm so excited for you. <laughs> I know. That was obtained totally legally by somebody who lives in her house and she is not stealing it. Go away, Disney, you greedy, greedy prick. Ooh. <gasps> Disney doesn't own Universal and Universal owns Harry Potter, so like I'm pretty sure the brothers would be on my side. And this is where Mickey Mouse jumps through Claire's window and starts beating her <laughs> with a block Don't of cheese. That, motherfucker! And here comes the little mermaid, and Claire's getting beat with a fish tail. <laughs> you want to look at these things? I'll give you things to look at. I got gasmos and get gadgets, giz, gasmos and gadgets, gadgets and gizmos are plenty, and I know how to fucking use them. Anyway, <clears throat> dead of time. Chapter twenty-seven, Marauder's Code. May twelfth, nineteen seventy-three. So, we left off at the end of Easter Halls, which was in April. So, month jump. Not even. It did not take long for Maya to come up with a half-decent prank to pull on Regulus, and Sirius was thrilled that it involved the rest of the Slytherin house. Though she had been fairly quiet about the details of said prank, she promised him that it would be worth it, and that all he had to do was help borrow James's invisibility cloak. When it came to pranking his younger brother with Maya, Sirius had only two conditions. The first was that it was only the two of them that pulled the prank saying that not only because he was not in the mood to explain himself to his mates why Maya had thrown caution to the wind to silly her reputation as a humorless swat just to make him happy, but because the four marauders no longer fit under the cloak these days, let alone squeezing in a fifth person. The second condition was that they set the prank up for the 12th of May. Maya never asked why at first, assuming it had something to do with scheduling their misbehavior around Quidditch practice. So, immediately after dinner on the 12th of May, she and Sirius slipped beneath the cloak and headed down the staircase, walking in the direction of the dungeons. She had never been this close to the Slytherin common room before, but remembered Harry's explanation and directions regarding how he and Ron had reached the room on their quest to interrogate Malfoy about the era of Slytherin during her original second year. The memory of sitting in the hospital wing, polyjuiced into a cat, made her nose twitch in irritation. As they made their way deep beneath the castle, Maya was really wishing she had the Marauder's map with her. She chuckled softly. Too bad there isn't a treasure map showing a big X over the Slytherin common room. That would make this easier. A map of the castle would make a lot of things easier, Sirius quietly agreed, and Maya grinned. Why is she grinning? Because she's happy. And because she just gave Sirius the idea to make the Marauder's Map. Because clearly Marauder's Map was made by the Marauders. Nah, see, she's the impetus for everything. She has to be in the past because she's the one who sets everything in motion. Oh, God. 
Oh, so that's why she's there, because without her, none of this crap would exist. Exactly. She introduced James to Sirius. She introduced James to Remus and Peter, unfortunately. She's the reason James hates Snape. She's the reason for a lot of things. She's super important to the past. Eventually, they came upon what looked almost like a dead end, where they met a large, expansive, bare, damp stone wall. This is it, Sirius whispered, making a face. There's not even a portrait here. Maya flashed a smug grin. What better way to hide something than in plain sight? Most of them are absolute prats, but Slytherins know how to keep their secrets. She thought briefly of Draco Malfoy being a spy for the Order of the Phoenix for nearly three years without anyone but Snape aware of the situation. Somehow, standing here outside the common room of the snake pit, she almost missed the annoying prat. What now? Sirius asked, practically jumping out of his skin in excitement. Now, we make sure no one is inside. Hominum Revelio, she whispered, and waited for several moments. We're good. They must all still be down at dinner. Good thing we left early. Sirius lifted the cloak off of both of them. That reminds me. If the guys ask, you and I sneaked off early to go snog in a corner. Maya turned, gasping at him, her face burning hot. Sirius Black, you did not tell Remus and Jamie you were going off to snog me. You left a few minutes before me, he smirked as he wiggled his eyebrows at her suggestively. You should know better than to leave me unsupervised for any stretch of time. I'm shocked McGonagall hasn't put a trekking collar around my neck now. She rolled her eyes. But then again, they did look suspicious about me heading out after you. At least Remus did. And I figured if they're already thinking it... Sirius laughed, and Maya smacked his arm. Don't worry about your sweet little reputation, kitten. James was too busy asking Evans if she was going to come cheer for him at the Quidditch match next week. Maya winced. And what did she say to him? Nothing. But she dumped her mashed potatoes on his head and told Remus to find friends who weren't idiots. Maya laughed softly. Poor Jamie. Sirius scoffed. Poor Remus. What do you mean? I mean, Evans clearly fancies him. And even if he's got it back for her, he's got the Marauder's Code to follow. Don't touch another bloke's girl, he said with a tone of finality. Maya's mouth dropped open and her eyes widened in anger. No, no, I'm not saying all girls should be in the pussycat club, Maya. You're strong and independent and can snog whoever you want, whenever you want, okay? I'm not snogging anyone, she hissed, and neither is Remus. Sirius raised a brow. What's that? Oh. His eyes widened and he laughed, grinning brightly. So that look on your face isn't about us making up rules about dating birds, it's about Remus? You fancy Lupin? Shut up, I do not, Maya growled, her heart racing. One more word, Sirius Black, and I will march right out of these dungeons, and this prank is over. She had no claim to any boy, certainly not Remus. She knew that for a fact. Tonks was his mate, though she was not even a month old in this time. A fact that caused Maya to shake her head a little, but at the same time, her three boys were just that hers. And while she was more than okay knowing that Lily Evans would someday marry her brother, she was absolutely not okay with the girl taking a fancy to her werewolf. No, wait, not her werewolf. Fine, fine, Sirius agreed, pulling her out of her crisis. But I reserve the right to make fun of you both if I ever catch him eating your face. Shut up and let me concentrate. That's a face. He said eating your face, like... (laughs) Ew. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's some straight up, you don't know what you're doing kind of sentence right there. <laughs> They're 13. I know. Mm-hmm. I know. Face. And it's so adorable. You're still picturing them as Funkos, aren't you? Or rather, those Target yeah. uh, drawings. Sorry, but they look so cute and like. <laughs> If I could animate stuff, I would animate them and make a little movie. <laughs> but I still could. What am I doing now? Nothing. Shut up and let me concentrate, Maya said, and then turned her wand on the wall in front of her, 
Waving it back and forth was what looked like heat waves poured out of the tip, painting the wall with an invisible barrier in front of them. There, that should do it. Of course, we won't be able to tell until someone, some Slytherins come back. Sirius tossed the cloak over the both of them, and they slipped back into the shadows, hiding in a dark alcove that faced the blank wall at an angle. They sat down, pressing their backs against the stones and crossing their legs so as not to accidentally knock over the suit of armor that stood in front of their guarded safe space. You going to tell me exactly what we're waiting for yet? Sirius whispered. Maya just grinned at him. Less than five minutes later, the hallway began to fill with students dressed in black and green robes. It was as if Lady Luck decided to smile upon the two Gryffindors committing mischief. The first to appear was a smug-looking Regulus Black flanked by his lanky cronies. I'll take that bet, Regulus said. Twenty galleons on Slytherin to win next week's match. Another five if we win the cup. And I'll give all my winnings to anyone on that team who can knock my blood-traitor brother off of his broom. From beneath the cloak, Sirius made a rude hand gesture, and Maya stifled a laugh. What's the password again? Regulus asked the boy next to him. It's Basilisk, but... The boy scanned the hallway. Where's the... Did we take a wrong turn? Regulus asked with raised eyebrows as he did a quick check of the wall, turning around to look back down the hallway. Lucius Malfoy walked forward with Mulsifor, Avery, Wilkes, and a scattering of young Slytherins behind him, including the Carrow twins and Snape. What are the first years doing just standing around? Nothing, Regulus said nervously, looking embarrassed. I just, I mean, we can't find the entrance to the common room. Pathetic. Lucius rolled his eyes and turned, only to find himself in a similar position. Instead of speaking, Lucius scanned the corridor with narrowed silver eyes, his jaw tight before glaring down at Regulus. What did you do? Where is it? I don't know, Regulus yelped. Should, Electo muttered, should we go and fetch Slughorn? Absolutely not, Lucius snapped. You want to tell that fumbling idiot that his entire house can't locate their own fucking rooms. Snape rolled his eyes. So we're just supposed to sleep in the hallway? Lucius narrowed his gaze. Unless you'd like to sleep in the lake, Severus, which can be arranged quite easily. An hour later, not a single Slytherin had gone for help, but five had turned on one another. Lucius Malfoy spent most of the night trying to keep his housemates from tearing each other apart. Apparently, putting the already on edge and suspicious Slytherins into stressful situations with no one to take it out on but one another caused them to do just that. Sirius grinned from beneath his cloak as he and Maya watched the wonderful entertainment. Eventually, the two silently on the cold stone floor outside of their common room with no way inside. So they moved the picture in front of their room to get in no so slytherins don't actually have a portrait um they just i guess there's something that they can see like maybe a stone or something that just looks different but maya put up an enchantment so they couldn't find it which will be explained shortly yeah, that is like the only reason why I'm so glad my Hogwarts letter never came because the first movie where they're like, oh yeah, the staircase tends to move. And it's like, I don't know where I'm going. I would get such anxiety if a staircase started to move and I didn't know how to get back to where I was going. Right. Like I always thought first years that should not happen to you. Second year and on, it's fine. But it's just like, I don't know where I'm going. <laughs> It's like how after we graduated high school, that's when they decided to number the freaking buildings. Like, uh, yeah. really? That was the worst. Like, I never knew. They're like, oh, yeah, uh, it's room, you know, 214. Okay, it's on the second story. There's a big fucking building with, like, 15 pods. I don't know which pod it's in. Like, <laughs> Yeah. And I'm just like, really? That could have saved me a lot of trouble and anxiety those four years. But whatever. Mm-hmm. Forget it. That was bloody brilliant, Sirius shouted excitedly once he and Maya were safely ensconced in the Gryffindor common room. How did you do it? Was it a locking spell? It was an adjusted muggle-repelling charm mixed with a notice-me-not, Maya said proudly. The smile on his face filled something inside of her up and warmed her thoroughly. That's amazing, Sirius beamed. You're amazing. 
you're pranking with us more often. We need your brains, you, your clever, sadistic brains. He leaned forward and kissed her forehead, and she smiled up at him, surprised at how Sirius was suddenly taller than she was and how she had not noticed until now. I'll think about it. You better, kitten. Sirius grinned again and kissed her cheek. He lingered. The light feeling of stubble against her chin caused her to let out the smallest of sighs, but it was audible. Everything suddenly felt very warm, and Maya knew it was not just her, because Sirius pulled back and dropped his excited smile, favoring a confused look instead as he stared down at her. Maya swallowed hard and tried not to look at his lips, those lips that were so young and untouched by time and circumstance. His innocence was still there behind his stare, and it made her smile as she forcefully pushed down the memory of an older Sirius, pulling her into his lap, passionately devouring her lips with his own in the heat of battle. Sirius cleared his throat. Um, <clears throat> thanks, he said, breaking the strange spell that, for a moment, had them both wrapped in a cocoon of awkward tension. Any time, she said with a soft smile. I can't wait to see Regulus's face in the morning at breakfast. To think, he's going to spend his twelfth birthday on the floor in the dungeon. He let out a barking laugh. Maya's eyes widened, and guilt flooded her. Birthday? Don't even try to feel bad for him, Sirius insisted, looking completely unrepentant. Last November, my parents didn't send me a thing for my birthday, but Reg did. A lovely family photo where my head was cropped out, and glued in place was a picture of our nasty house elf. He deserves to be taken down a few notches. Trust me. Biting her lower lip as the guilt ebbed and waned, she finally conceded. Well, he was trying to bribe people to knock you off your broom. Speaking of which, I don't want you and James playing in the game next week. It's too dangerous of a sport on a normal day, let alone with your own family plotting against you. Sirius grinned and pulled on one of her curls, chuckling when it bounced right back like a spring. Nothing's going to keep me from the sky, kitten, because we're the only reserve players on the team, and at the Ravenclaw game, Smith and Morgan crashed into the stands. They're still in the hospital wing and aren't allowed to play. That gives me and James our chance to show what we can really do. Just promise you'll be careful. Jamie's my only brother, and you're... mine. You're my friend. I want to make it clear that the mine was in italics, like a thought in her head. Yeah, I see that. They can't. They're listening. What are you two up to? Remus asked as he descended the staircase from the boys' dorms looking down at them. Maya looked up with a blush. Sirius grinned and shouted, Snogging! Maya gasped, even as her stomach flip-flopped at the thought and elbowed him in the ribs. Hard. May 19th, 1973. It was a perfect day for Quidditch. The sun was shining though there was a hint of chill in the air, as Sirius and James caused an uproar amongst the crowd, taunting the Slytherins whilst flying overhead. Enjoying his moment a little too much, Sirius swooped down to the ground, gripping a handful of pebbles out of the dirt before taking to the sky once more. Throwing the pebbles into the air softly, Sirius gripped his beater's bat and swung as though the small rocks were tiny bludgers. As they sailed towards the Gryffindor stands, Sirius pulled out his wand and transfigured them all into roses, each landing delicately into the hands of the girls who were swooning and chanting her his name. Maya was grinding her teeth. James, seeing Sirius's trick, swooped to the ground likewise, pulling a weed from the grass below and flying up and forward, holding it out with a grin towards Lily. Evans, you want me to win the game for you? Just as sunlight struck the weed, it transfigured into a brilliant red Asiatic lily. Lily, with no hint of malice in her face, reached up to touch the little flower, and everyone could see James hold his breath. Maya could see Lily, in the very moment she touched the beautiful blossom, gripping her wand. With a whispered, Incendio! The flower in James's hand burst into flames. She's getting more creative at telling him to piss off. Remus commented with a small smirk as he sat down next to Maya in the stands. She'll get over it one day, Maya said with a smile as she watched her brother fly away, deflated. A small shiver ran up her arms as the chilly breeze passed over her. You cold? Remus asked, remo removing his red and gold scarf and wrapping it around her. She smiled up at him sweetly, watching as his eyes flashed gold. 
Satisfaction served to warm her along with Remus's scarf as she had another confirmation on the change in their interactions. All she had wanted to do was take care of him, but Remus, along with James and Sirius, were slowly becoming men right before her eyes. And men did not want to be taken care of, not in the way that Maya felt she needed to. It was worse with Remus, she knew, who had to compete with the primal wolf inside of him, struggling for control. When she had stopped trying to protect him, she immediately noticed a change, especially during moments like this when the wolf inside of him was clearly trying to protect her, even with something as small as a long scarf against a cold breeze. Thank you, she said softly, watching as Remus puffed out his chest a bit in response to her gratitude. With a roar from the crowd and Madame Hooch's whistle, the players took to the sky. James flew fast, reaching the quaffle before anyone on either team. And the quaffle is taken immediately by Gryffindor reserve chaser James Potter. Potter, speeding along, makes a pass to Smythe. Smythe to Pruitt, Pruitt back to Potter, and right past the Slytherin keeper, Emma Vanity. Gryffindor takes the first goal of the game, the announcer shouted. DJ Khaled. DJ Khaled is not a wizard. Professor Khaled. Bless him. <laughs> I swear, if they choose to have another kid, I want them to have a girl so bad. I want to see a little DJ Khaled. I didn't know DJ Khaled had kids. But... Yeah, he has two. His first son is the producer on all of his albums, so he's going to get the money. I did not know that. Yeah. Why do you think his... I think his Instagram is like son of a sod or whatever his name is. He's so cute. Yeah, I don't know. I don't follow DJ Khaled on Instagram. He's a, when he was a little tiny kid, he was a little nugget kid. And I saw this video where it was like DJ Khaled and I think... Puff Daddy is his godfather, and DJ Cal's like, come here, son, come here, and he goes straight to Puff Daddy. He's like, what? <laughs> I'm your daddy, and the kid's like, no, Puff Daddy, hold me. <sighs> That's cute. So I was like, I want Puff Daddy to hold me, too. Ew. Whatever. Wait, didn't Puff Daddy become P. Diddy became Diddy? Yeah, but I still call him Puff Daddy. Yeah. Like, I think Diddy's a little bit Silly. I saw his house in the Hamptons once. I saw Rush Limbaugh's house in Florida once. Anyway. And I actually, I was at the same restaurant as Olivia Newton-John once, too. I sat next to Nick Carter at a bar for two hours and didn't notice. (laughs) She's still mad. We are going to fight about that forever. She's still mad. He's my favorite Backstreet Boy guy. I liked Kevin. <sighs> yeah, but they grow on you eventually. Yeah. Anyway. Dead of time. Dead of time. Maya and Remus cheered from the stands, shouting James's name, and soon the entire section was screaming, Potter! 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 Oh, his head is never going to deflate now, Maya groaned. Remus grinned. At least this time he'll have an ego over something he's actually done. Slytherin now in possession, the announcer continued. Captain Steve Laffalot isn't laughing now as he dodges bludgers on his way to the Gryffindor Keeper. Laffalot shoots and misses thanks to a hit from reserve beater Sirius Platt. There's nothing funny about this situation now for the Slytherins. Why are you shaking your head? I don't know. When you read that, it was just kind of like, ah. Yeah, I'm doing my announcer voice. I feel like I'm at a sporting event. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly like that. That's what this feels like. Go slower! Maya screamed as Sirius passed by her in the stands, laughing as he did. Sirius was in his element and had never felt more fulfilled in his years so far at Hogwarts. James rushed down to the pitch, desperate to knock at least one snake off their broom. Sirius, however, was being surprisingly obedient after being ordered by their team captain to remain close to the end of the pitch to help their beater, er, to help their beater, to help their keeper block the goals. She had just been released from the hospital wing after breaking her arm a month earlier. As a flash of gold flew across the field, attracting the attention of both seekers, a flash of something else caught Sirius's attention across the pitch. Light reflecting off of pale blonde hair in the distance. 
The sun hit the hair in such a way that it was almost reflective. This surprised him because the pale blonde head was turned away from the game entirely rather than focusing on it. But that was not all. The blonde in question was climbing up the stairs towards the back of the stands. Sissa, Sirius muttered curiously, wondering why his cousin was even out here. She hated Quidditch, and Sirius knew that Malfoy had not played since he was a third year, having been permanently banned for too many fouls. Sirius narrowed his eyes as he watched his cousin, and when her arms went out to her sides like she was spreading wings, he realized what she was doing. No! he shouted, and flew at breaking speeds, dropping his beater's bat in the process. He leaned forward on his broom to gain momentum, just as Narcissa vanished over the back railing of the stands. Both seekers are on a race for the snitch. Hey, is that Black? Sirius Black has broken away from the formation and is heading towards the Slytherin goals. No, Quaffle in his hands. He seems to have lost his bat. Is this a new secret play? The announcer asked. Black rushing at speeds unheard of for that clean sweep for sure. Black flies through the Slytherin goal and, and over the railing of the stands. Sirius dove over the edge of the railing, gripping his broom and gasping when he saw Narcissa ahead of him, falling towards the earth. Her body relaxed as though she was not expecting impact. He moved his wand only to realize he could not remember a spell to slow her down, though he knew that one existed. Fuck! Sissa! Sirius stretched his arms forward, grabbing a hold of the bottom of her left foot and clinging to it tightly as he pulled the broom upward, slowing their descent, but it was not enough. He lost his grip and watched as she fell, still a good twenty-five feet above the ground. In a panic, he put his feet on the edge of the broom, pushing against the handle and launching himself forward. He reached out and pulled hard once he had a grip on his cousin, rotating backwards and tugging her into his arms just as the ba his back collided with the ground. May 22nd, 1973. When Sirius' eyes opened again, his vision was blurry. Sissa was the first thing he whispered when he remembered what had happened. He recalled the game, spotting his cousin and falling forward until pain. He let out a loud cough and then yelped as the muscles in his back spasmed. Ow! Fuck! Well, it's good to see you're awake, Mr. Black, Madame Pomfrey said as she approached, though I can't say I care for your language myself. I'll let it slip for now, as long as you tell me how much pain you're in. Sirius took advantage of the punishment-free zone and snapped. A lot of bloody fucking pain. Shit, arse, my back fucking hurts. What the bloody hell happened? Madame Pomfrey stared at him, her hands on her hips. Are you quite done? Sirius thought for a moment, took in a sharp breath, and then let out one word. Tits. <laughs> the Meadowitch rolled her eyes and pinned him with a scowl. You'll be fine. Drink this. She sucked a pain relief potion into his hands, and Sirius took it without question. The pain dulled to a gentle throb, and Sirius let out a great sigh of relief. What happened? You strained your back, pulling various muscles when you hit the ground, and fractured your pelvis, young man. You've been here for several days now, unconscious for most of them, which is good, considering that we had to do the repair the muscle and bone damage. You wouldn't have liked that one bit. Sirius groaned. Maya's gonna kill me. She'd been worried about him hurting himself at the game, and not only had he essentially blown her worries out of the water, but he propelled them into space. Although, technically, he could argue that he had not hurt himself playing Quidditch. Where's my cousin? Is she all right? Narcissa Black? She'll be fine, Madame Pomfrey said simply, and then walked away. Wait! What happened to her? Is she okay? When no response came, Sirius growled. Is anyone even going to tell me if we won the game? Is that really all you can think about right now? Maya snapped as she stormed into the infirmary, the door slamming against the walls in her wake. James, Remus, and Peter closely followed behind, almost getting hit with the doors in the process. You nearly died, you bloody idiot. Do you have any idea how worried I've been? How worried we've all been? Her hair sparked as she glared at him. Something in his chest expanded and warmed him. He loved it when she got angry. Miss me, kitten? She let out a loud scream of frustration and then stormed away, using her wand to fling the doors back open before disappearing through them. Oh, she definitely missed me, Sirius chuckled, and turned his attention to his friends. All right, first, did we win? Second, where's my cousin? Well, we won, James said with a grin, running his hand through his already messy hair. Even secured spots on next year's team as long as your back is good. 
to go come September. Full players, too, not just reserves. Your cousin is fine, Remus said. Nothing a calming drought in, uh, damn it, draft. Nothing a calming draft in muscle relaxation potion couldn't fix. You, however, took the brunt of the impact. Sirius averted his gaze for a moment, knowing that if anyone understood what it felt like to be broken in the hospital wing, it would be Remus, and the thought made him feel guilty for complaining so much earlier. Most people think she tripped, James added. A lot of Ravenclaws are spreading a rumor that another girl pushed her because they're jealous about her marrying Malfoy. <laughs> some, think I pu- some people think I pushed Regina, but <laughs> the bus just hit her. He kind of reminds me of Iron Man. He has that very snarky, like, thing. Like, you miss me, and then Pepper's like, Muggle! <laughs> you almost fucking died! <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Pepper Potts. I know we have probably a lot of comic book fans. That's a terrible fucking name. Pepper Potts. Like, what kind of asshole parent named their child Pepper Potts? I feel like Pepper's Let's not actually one who name. named her kid Apple. I mean... Although we did... What were the twins' names that we discovered during the uh, trivia night? Was it Corona and COVID? Yes, because I told you I read an Jesus. article that people... Yeah, when they're 18, they should legally change their name. I I can't. Well, at least they did it with a C and not a K. I mean, yeah. But, like, you're naming your child after something that's, like, killed people. Like, tens of thousands of people. It's like naming your child fucking Black Plague. Naming your child Plague. Sup, Plague. Or cancer. Or influenza. Or Thanos. Thanos? Thanos. Not gonna lie, it kind of li- feels like we're living after the snap these days. Just because streets are real empty. <laughs> Wait, what are you talking about? Have you not seen the Avengers movie where he does the... And 50% of the world just dies. And they, like, turn into dust. Um, I've seen every movie but Endgame. Okay, I feel like Endgame's the one where they address the fact that he did the snap and people died. Yeah. So. Like, it already got ruined for me. Like, I know Iron Man dies, but that's all I know. Nobody in this podcast hadn't seen it yet. Cat. I mean, to be fair, fair, it's been over a year, so, like, sorry, you're in the spoiler zone. But, um, the funny thing was, I saw the post that said that Tony Stark died before the movie came out, and then I was like, nah, that's just people fucking with me, and then I watched it, and I was like, son of a bitch. (laughs) Well, Tony Stark himself ruined it for me when he was presenting something at an award show, and I was like, (gasps) like, how dare you? How dare? Exactly. That hurt. (coughs) That was not a pretty face. (laughs) Thank God we don't record these videos. Speaking of, though, season finale. So this is episode 13 of season two. And let me hop over into my Gmail or Google Drive real quick. So we discussed this again in the Zoom chat. And if y'all aren't watching and enjoying our Zoom conversations, ooh, I muted myself. Not that that would affect you guys, but it would have affected the cat. But you're a dreadful thing. Um, in the Zoom chat, we did talk about where the season breaks are. So season two is going to have 18 episodes. So we only have five episodes left. Um, but... For those of you who have read The Dead of Time, this season will end with the chapter entitled Gasping, which basically, for those of you who have read it, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I feel like it's a pretty good chapter to end with. But, um, so we have, we had 14 chapters for the first season, 18 chapters for the second, 18 for the third, 18 for the fourth. Wow, it actually, so I... I think we've mentioned this is four books, 
First book is short, second book is incredibly long, third and fourth are similar in length, both still longer than the first book. Because of how long the second book is, I divided it up into a number of chapter into multiple seasons because I uh, it just for me I didn't want to do a fucking 80 chapter season and so I with the blessing of Shia broke up book two into multiple things and I tried to put them on really good cliffhangers and it just so happened that all of the cliffhangers are approximately 18 to 17 chapters apart so fun fact um so yeah this is 18 chapters Season 3 and Season 4 are 18, Season 5 is 17, Season 6 is only 15, and then Season 7 and 8 are both real long. They are both 25 and 28 chapters because I just decided to make the two final books their own seasons. So, lots of exciting things happening. Uh, if you guys want me to put up an actual season breakdown where I just post what the first chapter of each season is going to be I can do that but um yeah also I'm trying to talk because I just realized we're only at like 40 minutes of recording and we're almost done with the chapter because this chapter was real short and also Kat didn't have a lot of commentary because it was really exciting and we wanted to get through it so um it's gonna be a real short episode and I'm gonna feel really bad about it but and also because since I've been listening I'm like these things are long and I am so sorry well this episode we'll be lucky if it's a fucking hour so um but anyway that being said let's just finish the chapter guys all right so um anyway maya has stormed out pissed off that jimmy's jimmy jimmy oh <laughs> hey there <laughs> guys can you tell who i associate with my husband it's fine Jimmy's. Also known as Sprinkles. <laughs> also known as Sirius. Hey, I mean, they're both swarthy with dark hair and like to prank people entirely too much to the utter frustration of the person who loves and cares about them. But, aside from that, uh, Samaya so has stormed out and Remus is saying that, uh, Narcissa is fine, and all she needed was a calming draft and mu muscle relaxation potion. Xanny's in the form of a potion. No, Xanax isn't a muscle relaxant. What's a muscle relaxant? I can't think of any. Anyway. Sirius averted his gaze for a moment, knowing that if any... Oh, yeah, I read this thing that he identified with Remus. <clears throat> uh... No, you did not read that. Yeah, I did, that. because you were laughing when I said a lot of Ravenclaws are spreading a rumor that another girl pushed her. Oh, because yeah. Because they're jealous about her marrying Malfoy. Yes, because I pushed Regina George into the bus. Exactly. Guys, I'm trying to be better about re-leading in when we hop back into the story so you guys aren't completely lost when we go off on tangents. Hey, they get us by now. <laughs> we have our people. They get us. Yeah. What does Maya think? Sirius asked, and the three other boys raised their eyebrows in silence. Oh, shut it. I know she's got a theory. She bloody knows everything. Maya thinks someone imperious to Narcissa, Remus whispered, that someone made her jump. Malfoy, Sirius growled. Maya thought so too, but you can't prove it. Remus frowned as he picked up the empty pain relief potion file sniffing it and snorting as though he were amused at whatever the dosage was that Sirius had taken. <laughs> well, because Remus oh. is a werewolf, so he gets, like, high-dosage shit. Because he, like... He's the kind of person who would burn through anesthesia real quick. He needs that high dose. Got it. Um, yeah. Maya already went to Dumbledore. Last we heard, Narcissa said it was an accident. She's going with the tripped excuse. No way. Sirius shook his head. My cousins were walking with books on their heads to balance when they were four. Narcissa wouldn't just trip. If Maya thinks someone imperious her, then I believe it. And it's gotta be Malfoy. 
He was threatening her at the engagement party minutes before her sister was tortured on the floor. James gaped. What? When did that happen? Shit. Sirius had not meant to tell anyone. Look, it's family stuff, okay? He looked away from his friends, his temper rising as he felt pity pouring off of them. My cousin Andromeda married a muggle-born and popped a kid out, causing a fuss amongst the older folk. He grimaced, muttering, ignorant arseholes, under his breath. That's not the point. I heard Malfoy tell Sessa to straighten out her priorities, or he'd do it for her. Then he told her she could only end their engagement by dying. Ours were called in, Peter spoke up. Malfoy was at breakfast this morning when they came in. He wasn't arrested, though. Your cousin was sitting with them, James said apologetically. If he really did that to her, then he just got away with it, and Narcissa doesn't look like she's going to be accusing him of anything. Why'd Marcissa... Why'd Mar... Marcissa. Jesus. Why'd Maya think it was Lucius? Sirius asked. It's obvious to me, but I'm curious. Remus scratched the side of his head. Not sure exactly. She just said that Remus Malfoy was a monster who wouldn't think twice about turning his own wife into a puppet. Then she... He looked down and he sighed. She said that he deserved what he got. I don't know what that means. Serious? Oh. Again, Harry Potter books, Dead of Time books. What happened to Lucius Malfoy? When? When they're in Malfoy Manor. And Hermione's getting tortured. Oh, um, God. Someone came up behind him and did something. So Sirius jumped out as a dog and ripped out Bellatrix's throat, and Lucius started torturing Sirius, and Draco killed him. Okay. Patricide. Sirius frowned, but then nodded slowly. Probably the prank. She charmed their common room door, locked all the Slytherins outside of it. That's probably it. Oh, that reminds me. Maya mentioned the word map during that prank, and it got me thinking. Boom shakalaka. End of the chapter. Holy crap, guys. I think this is, usually it's like, we're usually at like an hour and a half at this point, and we're currently (laughs) at 54 minutes. So like... (gasps) Also, yes, I've mentioned what time it is in the recording, so you can take a drink, because that's still a thing, and also we're all on quarantine, so where do you have to go? Nowhere. Drink up. Wow, that was aggressive. Oh, I just realized it is a new month, so I have to go through and mark complete all of the March people. The hell? Oh, okay. So, um, while I'm doing this, there have been a lot of changes. That's so Raven. It's the future. I can see that's so Raven. I'm enjoying this Disney thing, guys. Oh, a lot. I watched Mulan the other day, and then I had the Hun song stuck in my head. So, you don't really track all the patreon stuff i do just because i get all the emails for it but we've had a number of people adjust their um contributions from patreon which i completely understand a lot of things are up in the air right now things are kind of crazy money can be tight depending on where you are and depending on what business you're in so for those of you who continue to support us we appreciate it there are some of you who've had to drop your donation that's fine there's some of you have canceled that's fine but there are also some of you who changed your donation to a higher level. And in this current time where things are so hard and so ever-changing and, you know, the economy's in a fucking free fall, we really, really appreciate you guys. Thank you so freaking much. Y'all are amazing. Um, the producer credit at the end of the uh, at the end of each episode is determined by whoever had contributed at the end of that, uh, whatever the previous month was. So if you got your uh, thing in by March 31st, then your name will be on here. If you did not, then it'll start appearing in next month's episodes. 
whenever we get the uh, April numbers in. But thank you, all of you who continue to support us, all of you who have supported us in the past, and all of you who make the decision to support us in the future. We really, really appreciate everything you guys do. You're amazing. So, without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to thank all of our new patrons. Um, let me see if I can find our new patrons. Do, do, do. Recognition on the podcast. So, our newest patrons are... Damn it, I'm not going to be able to pronounce this. Right. So these are the people who have... We may have already thanked you, but your donations have finally gone through. So, Glenna, Kelly, Brandy, and Elizabeth, thank you so freaking much. We appreciate everything you do. Also, I just realized one of you is from Peoria, Illinois, which makes me very happy because I have family near there. Um, I would also like to thank... Let me pull up my notifications. Uh Um, We'd like to thank... Oh God, I'm going to fucking butcher your name. I butchered it when you became a stag, and now I'm going to butcher it again now that you've become a fox. But thank you so much, Roizenburn, for upping into the fox level producer, Sandra Gilbert, for also going into the fox level, Arlie Ash for becoming one of our new stags. We'd like to thank Maddie Parker, who is one of our newest dogs. Um, we... Okay. We'd also like to thank Olivia Amoroso and Vanessa Anastasia for having been supporters. We love you guys so much. Thank you. And now, onto our Fox Level Patreons. We love you guys so much. We'd like to thank Jackie, Rachel, Carissa, Aguila, Rebecca, Chelsea, Ryder, Ashley Murray, Ashley Thurman, Brittany, Ashley Enstrom, Elise, Hannah, Jillian, Amanda, Martina, Miranda, Samantha, Therese, Olivia, Sarah, Sophie, and Claire. We love you guys. We love all of you from Australia to Norway to Ohio. You guys are amazing. You have anything to add to our wonderful, amazing, badass fans, Kat? I appreciate you. You is kind. You is smart. You is important. You is beautiful. Your dreams will come true, and I appreciate you. Also, uh, keep your eyes peeled. We may be doing another trivia this weekend. We haven't decided yet, but I mean, it's been so much fun the last couple weekends. Why not do it again? It's not like we're going anywhere. It's not like you're going anywhere. So, hey, Captain Audience. And uh, if you, here's where we ask you guys for something. If you are artsy and you like to draw and you think you are good at drawing, please send us any fire whiskey and honey associated things you can draw up and if we like them we will turn them into decals you can sign them so that they have your name on them if you would like us to post them with your uh a uh, link to your etsy or instagram or any of that kind of stuff you just let us know we will give you whatever kind of uh shout out you would like um Hell, if you would like to produce it and sell it yourself with our name attached, you let us know and we will give it our seal of approval or not, depending on how we like it, which we like pretty much everything. So we look forward to having any of your submissions. We would very much like that. Also, I was going to say something else. I don't remember what it was. So I'm sure it wasn't that important. But it's really going to bother me now. What the fuck was I going to say? Cat, what was I gonna say? I don't know. I don't Cat, know. Cat, what was I gonna say? Um, Cat, was I gonna say? Something about trivia or future live things that we will right. do. If I don't know. If you have written a smutty smutty one shot, or even a funny one shot, or any sort of one shot, we're looking for something light and fluffy here. We're not looking for you know doom and gloom manacled style. But if you have something between let's say a thousand and twenty five hundred words we'll call it eight hundred to twenty five hundred words a little bit over or under is fine but if you want to send that to us so i can read it to cat live and release it for everybody you let us know and we will put cat through that 
because I think it would be hilarious and everybody really liked it when I read her some of my fanfiction because everybody got to witness her blushing in person while also getting to hear it and it was fabulous. But I think that's about everything we have for this week, Kat. Are we good? Yeah, we good. Okay. I feel kind. Of, I feel kind of bad though, because it was so short, and usually it's so long. And I feel like we didn't like give the people what they want, but I guess that's okay. I feel like we didn't give you guys enough, and I feel bad because I know there's not a lot else going on. But I also feel like it's kind of conceited to assume that you guys would really be looking forward to a really long episode of just us talking. Yeah. But I mean, mainly me yeah. talking with Kat giving sidebars because let's face it, I'm the talkative one in this relationship, but. Hey, I got things to say. Like, do you follow uh, what's her face from Love Is Blind, the one with the white dude? Their her Instagram is hilarious. They're doing quarantine diaries together and posting these funny videos about what they're doing inside their house. It's hilarious. Oh my god, I need to follow them. Also, if you haven't and watched her, her Instagram handle because her last name is Speed. Her Instagram handle is Need for Speed. Love it. Also, if you haven't watched Love is Blind and you don't like trashy romance dating TV shows like The Bachelor, give this a try anyway because it really is. I like it simply because I, my love wasn't blind, but a week after I started dating my husband, I left for Hawaii for 10 days and then I was home for 72 hours and then Kat flew up during those 72 hours and we drove down to Key West. And then I spent like a little over a week there. So basically the entire first month that we were dating, my husband and I were not in the same place. And our entire relationship was built on phone calls, really, really obnoxiously long phone calls. And uh, yeah, so for those of you who follow us on the Instagram, if you go to my saved stories, I've been, I haven't done them in a while. I need to pick them up again, but I was doing my uh, quarantine chronicles, but I did it with a funny Snapchat filter and it's pretty great. But um, on the lighter side of this whole corona thing, because let's face it, there's really no way to not talk about this at this point. Um, if you are feeling stressed out and having a hard time, there's an app called Calm that I highly recommend. And if you do not, you can get it for free. And there are a bunch of things you can do for free. If you want to expand on that, you can either get the Yeah, but if you pay for it, Matthew McConaughey reads you stories. He does. I actually, I so I have a annual subscription and I'm probably just gonna bite the bullet and get a lifetime subscription because I use Calm literally all the time. Again, not an ad, but Calm, if you want to support us, we'd be super down for it. But if you don't want to pay for anything, there are so many meditative things that you can listen to on YouTube. I really recommend it. If you've never tried meditation before, it's kind of hard. The first couple times, it is really fucking hard to clear your brain. But the more you do it, the better you feel. And super, super successful people seem to do it a lot. And they're all really successful, so maybe there's something to it. So, highly recommend. Um, deep breathing exercises. Breathe from your belly. And if it gets really hard, there is a old wives' tale on how to deal with a fussy baby. And it's not so much an old wives' tale. It's just mama common sense. You have a fussy baby, there's two things you can do that will generally make them less fussy. Take them outside or put them in water. And I have found that to be true with every fussy baby I have ever dealt with, unless they have like a legitimate issue like, oh, they got shots today. No matter what I do, they're going to be miserable. But either put them in a bath or take them outside and they will calm down. The same is true for adults. Having a hard time? Go take a really nice bubble bath with candles or a shower with smell good stuff and a face scrub or just go outside. It's nice. It's quiet. There's less traffic noise. But do what you need to do to take care of yourself and we will keep hosting Zoom things so you can get your social on. See how I tied that back to us? Working on it. Oh my god. Why are you crying? Are you looking at something on your phone and not paying attention to me again? There's a couple who was married for more than 50 years and they died of the virus six minutes apart holding hands like in the notebook. 
And Kat just totally brought a bummer to the table, but that is really sweet, but also kind of bummer. Uh, Sorry, but that's just really cute. We're trying to make people feel better. Okay, how about this? There is this little boy. It doesn't say how old he is, but he is a Boy Scout, and he invented a 3D printed ear guard mask to ease pain for healthcare workers. So the mask doesn't hurt their heads. That's a good idea. He looks about 12 or 13. Also, there's a video of a little boy who goes on a walk every morning with his mom and he always says hi to people, but because of the virus, nobody's out. So now he's just saying hi to imaginary people and it's really cute. Oh my God. He's just like, hi, hey, good morning. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to send you a funny dog video. That this this song so, is gonna get we're, stuck. We're in just head. we're just spiraling yes. now, guys. So I think we're gonna let you go, and all of this is probably gonna get cut. And Hannah Beth is just gonna be sitting there going, "Jesus fucking Christ, when is it going to end?" Because this was going to be a really short episode. And now it's oh my god, we're still only at an hour and twelve minutes, so it's still fifteen minutes shorter than usual. But we will talk to you kids later, and I hope you all enjoyed the pink super moon on Tuesday night. I thought that was supposed to be tonight or into tomorrow morning. Cat, today is Tuesday. I don't know what day it is. I don't. I don't know what day. I don't know what day it is. And that's it for our show today, guys. Actually, can I we can I say one more thing that has nothing to do with this podcast? But I could really appreciate the help. If any of you are friends with me on Facebook, or if you want to be friends with me, or if you're a restaurant server, can you please take my survey? I need 67 people to take this for my dissertation, and I only have eight so far. And it's making me nervous. Actually, yeah, no, that's a real thing. If you are a server in a restaurant, or at least were prior to the whole coronavirus thing, please take Kat's survey. Or reach out to us and we will get Cat survey to us. If you have lots of friends who work in restaurants, get the survey from us because she needs a lot of people to fill this out. And she's kind of on the struggle bus because Corona. Yeah, and I'm so sorry that it is so long, but the questions are really short and sweet and to the point. And it should only take you like seven to ten minutes to take it. I'm so sorry, but I really need it because I want to be out of school. (laughs) I want to not do this anymore. (sighs) Dr. Cat. Doctor Cat, yeah. Doctor Cat, Doctor Cat, Doctor Cat, Doctor Cat, Doctor Cat. Okay, Doctor Claire. Cat. Okay, but these people have to go pee. <laughs> I had caffeine for the first time in the week today. <laughs> anyway, we love you guys. Toodaloo. And we will see you next uh, Fire was... Whiskey Friday. God, I'm glad you remember that. <laughs> <laughs> That's my line. That's the only line she gives me. I'm just kidding. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Fire, Whiskey, and Honey. A special thank you to Shyalani for allowing us to read your story. And thank you to Blue Ivy Creations for creating our logo and Hannah Beth for editing our episodes. You can find us on Instagram at FWHpod. And on Twitter at FWHpodcast. And on our website fwhpod.com If you enjoy this podcast and would like to support and get extra content please support us on Patreon and review us on Apple Podcasts Thank you to those who support us already We wouldn't be here without you See you next Fire Whiskey Friday